The entire team at the Emsolation Podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians and cultures of the lands and seas on which we live and work. We pay our respects to all First Nations peoples, elders and ancestors. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and stand in solidarity towards a shared future. I personally want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I record this podcast every week, the Wurundjeri people. I recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place I call home. Always was, always will be. M. Rossiano. I am not wearing any secretions intentionally. And Michael Lucas. I was 30 before I realised there was a difference between dress and skirt. This is M. Salation. So if you're about to patch someone and you've got an itch in your vagine because you've got a massive yeast infection. Sounds uncomfortable. It's going to take the romance out of the moment. Mm. You're in M. Salation. Well, hello there and welcome to Emsolation. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain. But that's what I do. That's not who I am. Wait, does that make sense? I don't know. I've been trying to like separate my self-esteem from my job. It's really hard. I'm a performer. I am a maximalist power queen and I do write and I do sing. But it's not who I am. What I am is a courageous writer. A soulful singer. These are things I've been working on with my mindset coach. Did I get to the Michael Lucas bit? Together with my best friend, screenwriter, Logie Award and what's the other one? Actor winner, Michael Lucas. I bring you this podcast, Emsolation, once a week, sometimes twice a week, which we did. You got a bonus app on Monday. A lot of you enjoying my chat with ADHD specialist and psychiatrist Dr. Perry Mandanis. Huge response to that. I love that some of you are listening with a pen and paper and taking notes. I honestly never thought I'd make anything that people would sit and take notes of. <laughs> Unless it, you know, but you know, like things they wanted to remember. Oftentimes I want you to leave having no recollection of what we've discussed, but just feeling a combination of like horny and amused. You know, that's all you can hope for as a performer. So um, if you got something out of that chat, I'm so glad. If you didn't realise, yes, there's a special app sitting there waiting for you. And make sure you send it on to friends and family, especially if you're neurodivergent and want them to understand your experience, the way you walk through life a bit more. How are you? How have you been? How's your life? How's your mood? Where are you in your cycle? If you don't have a cycle, I don't know what to ask you. Um, where are you? Have you drunk enough water today? Are you thirsty? Check in with yourself. I have an Apple Watch, as you're going to hear in the in the podcast. I am now a superior person. I can tell you what my – I can do an ECG. I can tell you my blood oxygen reading. So, you know, can your watch do that? <laughs> we do discuss the fact I got an Apple Watch. And, you know, because I am a novelty queen, because I love new gadgets and stuff, I – this is it. This is my life's changed. I am a new person. I've essentially now like the best version of myself I'm ever going to be because of this watch, truly. I don't know. It's only, I mean, I'm giving myself a couple of weeks. Even if I get a couple of weeks out of it, worth it. And it, it will just, I mean, you have to charge it, which I'm worried about. I've never had a watch I have to charge. I can barely charge my phone, so that'll be fun. We'll see how we go with that. The next time we speak, I will have done my National Press Club address. Oh. I'm a week out. We're a week out. In fact... This, as I talk to you right now, it is Wednesday, 
at 10.31am and I'll be getting ready to take to the podium. I've finished the speech pretty much. It needs one final kind of scrape through and then I need to start really speaking it all the time. I need to record myself. I need to play it in the car and I have a block on doing that and I need to get that done this week because I want it to be very familiar. And I've been having, I was talking to Jamila Rizvi about it, my friend Jamila, and she said, yeah, because, you know, you want to get it right because they'll be dissecting it in forums. I said, what? What do you mean? Okay, calm down. Breathe, 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 breathe. Okay, why would they be doing that? And then I just spiralled. And so now every time I go to read the speech, it's like, oh, my God, they're going to be, it's going to be a whole Reddit thread on this. And I just want to ask, please don't do that. Because I am not a politician and I'm not a scientist and I'm, I'm none of those things. I'm the storyteller who wants the cultural attitude around neurodivergence to shift. And that's all I'm trying to achieve. And so I, I would hate to think that people are, are going to sit down expecting, you know, up-to-the-day accurate statistics and things they can go away and research and critique me on. And I'm not that guy. Like, I'm the colour and movement. Please. <laughs> Just the fact that that might happen just fills me with dread. I'm still very stressed about the questions that might come after. But all in all, I think we're ready, gang. You've come on the journey with me since I told you I was doing it. I can't believe it's almost upon us. One week. One week. And I know that so many of you are coming. I know many of you will be watching as it happens live online or you'll watch it later in the day. I'm not sure how we're going to do the podcast next week, but I think what we're going to aim to do is maybe record something straight after because Michael will be in Canberra with me and it'll just be like, we'll dissect what happened. Maybe, I don't know, there'll be something next Thursday and um, it will be me, maybe just me crying with relief. That will be the episode for you next week. <laughs> but I have felt so much support and love from the Emsolation family. I know you're all going to be willing me on not to be nervous and get it across and not to cry. I don't want to cry, but, oh, God, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? Don't, I genuinely have no idea how this is going to turn out. But, my God, what a ride it's been. What else have I got to tell you? I've been, I've started watching Instant Dream Home Makeover on Netflix. We are about to transform a whole house in one day. Where they literally make people's houses over in 12 hours. And I have concerns about this. And I said to my family, if you ever did this to our house, I would be so pissed off. I never want an instant dream home makeover. I never want to walk in and see Shelly Craft pacing around my front lawn. I will be I will be like, hell no, and I will just turn around and drive away. Because sometimes decisions are made in these shows, especially ones that are having to be done in 12 hours. Like, how's your cornice? How's the paintwork going? You know, is there no splatters on my carpet? Have you properly screwed that into the wall? I worry about the finishing touches. And does it need to be 12 hours? I know that's the gimmick of the show, but I mean, if I found out someone was secretly cleaning my house and putting some paint in there, I'd be like, babes, take a month. I, that's the show I want. I want a month-long renovation spectacular, but solid gold walls, a waterfall, live animals. Maybe not live animals, but you know what I mean? Like, just go big. I want a ridiculous, I want you to turn my house into palms, into fucking something from Vegas. Then I'm on board. But I just feel like, do we need 12 hours? Why? Like sometimes it takes 12 hours for one wall of paint to dry. And I question the host's role. This is real basil. She's wandering around. Can I eat this? She's not helping. She's telling people, she's looking fabulous. She's telling people how much time they've got left. 
But, mate, I would have been throwing a roller at her and saying, get to that fucking corner, lady, get painting. Stop wasting my time because this is going to be a bottleneck. we got a lot to do. So thank you. All right. You, let's get back to it. And I just want to host one of these shows because, you know, I'll just get in there. I'll be up to my elbows. I want to do a dream home makeover but not in 12 hours. Fuck me. It just feels very rushed. I also completely finished watching Indian Matchmaker season two. Season one was problematic, let's just say it. I'm Seema Taparia. I'm Mumbai's top matchmaker. But Seema from Mumbai, she's got a smaller role in season two and it's become more of like we're a fly on the wall as sassy Indian American singles find their way on the dating scene. I'm ovo-lacto-semi-vegetarian. It's become more like that. Do you know what I mean? It's not so much oh, the very problematic caste system and and class issues and all stuff that was not great. It's not like, the, you know, and women kind of being made to feel like they're property and the arranged marriage stuff is still happening, but it's not arranged marriages. It's more blind dating. They're not getting married. They don't have to get married. Some of the singles from the last season come in and then they introduce new singles. I loved it. 10 out of 10. Would recommend it's so great. So that's what I've been watching. Uh, that's all from me. Enjoy what you're about to hear. It's a lot of little, like, Tommy Lee's penis makes an appearance. ScoMo's Ministries for Magic makes an appearance. Uh, we talk about my Apple Watch. We talk about, oh, my God. I don't know if you've seen the news story of the 45-year-old woman who was kicked out of a Port Douglas resort. for having a few too many cordials. She got herself in the pool and got a bit lippy with one of the staff members. Um, the footage is iconic. I'm just going to say it. We do not condone abusing resort workers, but separate that aside, this woman was all of us at one point. Michael tells a story about when I was this woman that I had completely blanked out. And I've let it go into the podcast, so <laughs> I must be feeling generous. We talk about that and that's about it. I can't remember anything else. Uh, oh, Brett Sutton did a Bollywood dance, so we had to talk about that also. It's a lot. It's everything you want from us. All right. Play the music. M. Luciano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Michael Lucas, welcome on this bright and early morning of record. Thank you, Amelia. We are sipping coffee, not tequila. And that's right. Mm. And it does mean that the podcast will be even more up to the minute. Not only that, it will be slightly more prepared and coherent. Like, I've made notes. I wouldn't make promises <laughs> that are going to crumble. We'll see. Well, look, for those of you who don't know, Michael is in the depths of filming season two of The Newsreader. I am playing a small role in that season and did a part of that small role I'm telling her that she has to not reveal any details. I'm not. You're just edging around. I am edging. As we all know, that is very enjoyable. So I did a portion of my part this week. There will be another portion next week. I'm not giving anything away. I know. I had to send through wardrobe options. You did. Of which I had. Wardrobe don't have We can reveal that obviously it's an 80s set show and so when Em was cast, I'm like, look, you could fit her for something, but I've seen that woman's wardrobe. <laughs> In fact, could you bring options for everyone else coming <laughs> on the day? <laughs> Probably will get to that. Yeah, no, it's going to be fabulous. I'm very excited. 
The other thing that did catch my eye, Scott Morrison in the Ministry of Magic. Dementors are, after all, under the control of the Ministry of Magic. This story, it's entertained me, I think because it doesn't have much consequence now. Mm. And the goal of the man, but then also that doesn't surprise me, you know, because he's so smug. But it is another level. Like, it's hard yeah. to imagine someone making the calculation mm. and showing this much goal. Yeah, so, Scott, for those of you who are not up to speed with ScoMo's latest happenings, on the DL, he apparently swore himself in as a minister for five bonus portfolios, uh, Home Affairs, Treasury, Finance, Health and Resources, while he was PM. Mm. So a total of seven portfolios. <laughs> now, this has been revealed over the last couple of days, and four of the ministers are saying... I had no idea that I was <laughs> being shadowed. <laughs> so in their minds, they were the only minister. Mm. There was no other minister, but, oh, there was. Mm. Big Brother was watching. <laughs> he was there with the cameras, Monty Burns style, just looking over everyone. Excellent. ScoMo has said that uh, he did it as a necessity. He was in the pandemic and he was worried that perhaps all those ministers would get COVID, like, I don't know, at the same time and go down and be very unwell. <laughs> and he would have to, like, Superman, have to step up and step in just in case. The obvious problem with this is... But what then if what he happens? gets it? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then you're losing the prime minister and seven ministries all at once. Yes, indeed. But he said he saw Peter Dutton go down early. Oh. And he's like, right, I better take on the most important ministries just mm. in case. So... He was on radio. Are there any other portfolios that you assumed any control over? Not to my recollection, Ben. I'm, I'm, I'm pursuing that, but not to my recollection. There were a number that were considered at the time for safeguard reasons, but I don't recall any others being actioned. So health, finance, resources. That is my understanding. But if, that, if, that is, if there's anything different to that, then I'm, you know, I'm happy for that to be disclosed. <laughs> but unfortunately... There were quite a few more. And he just said, look, I had a lot going on at the time. I just <laughs> forgot, okay? Like I was not cooking curry. <laughs> I, was, I was doing some uke work. Take me to the April sun in Cuba. Oh. <laughs> and, yes, I slipped my mind that there was a couple swearing in ceremonies. God, shoot me. You know, I mean, we all had stuff going on. I get it. Between the bread making in the themed dinner parties, I too would forget if I'd been sworn in as the Minister for fucking Foreign and Home Affairs. So he's like, look, sus guys. Just slipped my mind. There, something that is, I found so breathtaking about this, but almost at the point like I went to a place of respect, mm. is that he admitted to the initial three and then said there could have been more. I don't know. There could, oh, there could have been. Oh, God, who could the, can who you remember what you did no. last year? Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's, it's just the bell of Blairy Hayes. Oh, I didn't take, I was wearing trackies the whole time, you know, like, oh. oh, oh. <laughs> it's honestly as ridiculous as you calling me and going, oh, I forgot to take, did I tell you last Thursday? I was sworn in as treasurer of Australia. Did I? And, and the fact that he was walking around saying so many times, not my job. That's not my job. It's not my job to do that. Well, fuck oh, was. I know. But also the other fact that he didn't declare it all at the start, but also this is what really blows my mind. Mm. Even though it wasn't disclosed, it's clearly on the public record and it was so easy for the Labor government to access and find out the Who full list. Who would think? So... Why would you, though? No, 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 but I meant after he had declared there's three, there could have been more. The fact that he yeah. decided to say, I don't know, I don't know. He must have known that now everyone's going to be going and getting the... Like, he must have known that the information was in his opposition's hands and he made the calculation, I'm just going to... I'm just going <laughs> to say... The fifth? Yeah, like, what? Like, Maybe. When you do, I don't know. You tell a lie when you know the evidence 
is coming. I mean, it's just You tell a lie when there's a chance you're not going to get caught. That's right. He was 100% going to get done. It was inevitable. Yeah, but I think it was legal advice told him to say that. I I mean, I feel I'm very confident he would have been advised by a lawyer to say, I don't recall. Because that's the line you use in court, right? I don't recall. Mm. The other thing was... It was just been pointed out a few times. The clusterfuck of the vax rollout and the handling of COVID in general. <laughs> we had two health ministers at the time. Two. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, you know what I've gone to. Like, did him and Jenny hold at home stunning swearing in ceremonies? <laughs> Private swearing in. So we have little rituals with the family so mm. we can celebrate. Yeah, because normally it's was quite it the event. No, well, the, the Governor General has yeah. to be involved. Yeah. But now it's looking like him and a couple other people in on the secret ministry, Ministries for Magic deal, found a way to go around the GG. And oh, okay. So there's a chance the Governor General didn't even know about a couple of these. No, hang things. on. Hasn't he acknowledged that he knew? Hasn't the Governor General said, but he, and he did? Not all of them. Oh, my God. Some of them. Because he's surely in a bit of trouble, isn't he? Well, the timings are also really weird because uh, just before the federal budget was announced, five days in fact, ScoMo just slid in there as uh, finance minister. Oh, of course. (laughs) Friday didn't know. Right, okay. And then also there was that controversial uh, offshore drilling gas proposal that was happening Mm -hmm. and ScoMo slid in on that and blocked it. Mm. Keith, who's in charge, uh, what's his name, Keith Pitt? Yeah, Keith Pitt. Didn't know. <laughs> oh and God. when ScoMo blocked this, he still didn't announce, hey, I'm actually um, the co-minister for resources. <laughs> oh, my God. He just did it as, like, a concerned prime minister. This is really going to keep giving and giving because the more you trawl back over the timeline and events, the more things you get. The other thing for me is, as you well know, I'm not a monarchist, but... Queen Elizabeth puts the Governor General in to, to basically, you know, manage Stop everything. this kind of stuff? Yeah, wouldn't you be? If you're Queen Liz, wouldn't you be going, mate, you've got one job. How did you let the Prime Minister swear like himself Liz, in? Liz had a lot going on too. She did. Look. Like Bojo was in the hospital. She did. Husband was sick. Son do, up for very questionable things. Got Megxit. Still had to deal with all the Harry Megxit stuff. I know, but I hope this results in at least a strongly worded email to the Governor General <laughs> saying, Bitch! If I can't count on you to keep, this is your one job of your ceremonial duties. What else are you there for? (laughs) You weren't cutting any ribbons because there was nothing open because you're in a lockdown and you let that motherfucking fucker roam free. What a beautiful performance as Queen Elizabeth, can I just say, and Olivia Coleman, I just, she could not reach that. (laughs) She could not. She would not. No one wants to hear it. Elbow was just like a chest... He was, I thought he was going to burst. And he was really trying to come across as just, you know, like, oh, whatever. This is just, but he was just like, like he would have had a secret wank to this when he got the information. (laughs) He would have like, guys, just excuse me for a moment. He would have had to have dashed off and just really, because I was watching him, he was talking about, he was saying things like, you know, I don't know why he did it. We'll be looking into it, especially looking into the the offshore drilling situation. Mm. And he was just like, you know oh. when you know a secret and you can't tell anyone? I was oh. Like, oh, my God. The schadenfreude must have been oh. immense. But I really <laughs> love that he did the full press conference, oh, yeah. like, with statesmen-like. Yeah. And, and he got to do the full walkout and yeah. put down. I mean, oh. can you imagine the glee of just laying out your notes, looking at the crowd? <laughs> well, thank you for joining me here today. <laughs> Fuck, you would have been so happy. So, look, we'll follow this. I mean, look. Even Andrew Bolt has come out and said, you got to quit. you got to leave Parliament, dude. This is not okay. <laughs> so if Andrew Bolt has turned on you, I mean, but I also just, I, I look forward to ScoMo's just belligerent 
refuse. Like he just, oh, refuse, I know. You know. It'll be. It's just now Slimy that it doesn't affect shit. us. Yeah. It's. It is almost admirable the Teflon nature of this man. Sort of. Yes. I mean, go the, on, go I on. do like that he will. I mean, if he had any legacy left. Gone. gone. And the other thing that I find really amusing is that John Howard is just releasing a book and he's on a book tour. And John Howard annoyingly weighs in on everything. Everything. No, why do people keep asking John Howard? I know. Shit? Well, because he's doing the book tour. He had all the oh, interviews locked in, so he's God. doing it. But he's trying to say, oh, it's not right for me to weigh in. It's like, mate, you, you constantly weigh in on everything. We don't want you to, and you do. And now, and he's like, well, no, I don't know that I'm the appropriate person. Well, you're a former prime minister. You defended the man. I'm like, come on. Suck it up. Answer the questions, dickhead. Oh, my God. I would love you to interview <laughs> So, dickhead, what have you got to say about this? You've booked this interview. You want to sell your book. And your little protege, ScoMo, has just caused an international embarrassment. Talk up. I just love, I just love that he's like, yeah, I'll take that ministry. That one, that one, that one, that one, and that one. I just fucking love it. Mm. And he's just like, yeah, I'll just do it. Almost on a level of a harassed mother taking over everything that's just too hard for everyone else to get it done yourself. Oh, exactly. And once you do one, you sort of think, ah, yeah, you get a taste for it. Then then you're like, I'll take on. Do that. That's fine. <laughs> so great. It's so awful. And look, he's hoping he leaves politics altogether. Now, we, while we were doing a political roundup, mm. you said to me two words, Brett Sutton, Bollywood. And I said, That's you're right. What? That's Wait. right. I said, what now? Oh, what? For good reason. So why? <laughs> why? Well, yes. I mean, obviously it was, as soon as I saw a headline, Victoria's Chief Health Officer Brett Sutton shows off wild Bollywood dance moves, I was in. On brand. I could not click I fast mean, enough. I would have dropped the phone, to be I, honest. I know. I was worried at first there might be pictures. Thank God there's video. Can we pause for right now? Can we remember to talk about Tommy Lee's dick? Can you remind me? Put a okay. Put a pin in it. Okay. In it. Hi, gang. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> it just came to my mind when, when you said, okay, I don't know why Tommy Lee's dick and Brett Sutton doing Bollywood came together for me, but they did. Okay, go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so basically what had happened was he was invited to the Indian Film Festival of Melbourne. Right. Where he was receiving an award, presented with an award for his work during the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, which makes me think, hmm. is that how you get Brett Sutton to make an appearance? Because is there any reason oh, why we could do that? Yeah, and we could say, as part of this award, we need you to dance, and then we just put on pony. Oh my god! See what happens. That is such a good idea. Anyway, but so that's what happened. He accepted his award, and then the MC started dancing. Yes, and encouraged him to respond. And full credit to Brett. Tell me, he committed, yes. and I'm just going to. I haven't seen it yet. Wait, wait, wait. Michael's going to let me watch the footage. Okay. Oh my god, he's doing some aggressive. Oh. Mm. Oh. Whatever the opposite of an erection is, I have now. I okay. Brett's doing. Whoa, he's doing some deep squats. Deep, deep squats. And he's doing sex face too. He's doing sex face. Like he's doing a concentration face. Come on, I am gonna applaud it. I think he look. He, he's 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 committing. And as you know, when I dance, yeah, I it commit. looks like you dancing. <laughs> Whatever the opposite of an erection is, yeah. that's what I have. Also, I don't know. I just feel like that's not quite right. No, look, I think it's because he is he is uh, being encouraged to do so good. by a member of the Indian community. Yeah. And you can't say no. Yeah, you can't say no. No. 
You can't say, oh, I'm a white man, it's inappropriate for me to do this right now, if someone is... If only more white men would say that, though. (laughs) (laughs) True. And also, full credit, he got low on those drops. I was surprised. Lower than I would have got. Good knee health. Good knees. Yeah, good knee health. But, I don't know. He looks good, though. He looks hot. He looks tanned. I'm just going to think about what award we could give him (laughs) and what song we should play. And we should say, this is a help cultural offering, Brett. Follow. We're going to have lots of quick topics today. You sent me a large penis... Right? It was massive. It was a huge dick. And it was Tommy Lee's dick. And I'll be honest, not only am I the international woman for vulvas, I am clearly the international face of dick pics Mm -hmm. because many emsolators sent it to me. And I have to say on this instance, put your dick away, dude. I don't want your dick. Unsolicited dick pics, like accidental dick pics can happen to anyone. You can get secretly sworn into ministries. Your dick could get a photo. Oh, like Captain these America. Are things, these are things that happen. Exactly. Mm. Right. But if someone is deliberate, someone who has got a really shady past, who's had like DV charges up against him, he's not like a great character, mm. sits on the dunny, is clearly pre-prepped and removed all hair. Mm. Gotten himself semi-erect and has taken the photo on a flattering angle too mm. and then puts that up knowingly, that, sir, is an unsolicited dick pic. What does it You've say about your friend that eyes. sent it to you at <laughs> 10 o'clock in the morning? You really did. And I opened it like, it, and I was, I was, <laughs> I was buying my Apple Watch. Were you? When the dick pic came up. So did it come up on your watch? No, it didn't. Were you there in the done. Apple store and... If you're if you're thinking cheese M sounds better than me today, cheese M sounds like her life's together. <laughs> Fuck, what is going on with M? Because she's just a superior rank of human. I got an Apple Watch, and you just had your meds. My life but has also... changed, and I just had my meds. Look, just it says here podcast M unavailable on my watch. So <laughs> thank God it clarified. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was buying my Apple Watch, and this big wang came up on my phone. I don't like this. I don't agree with it. I think he's gross. I think it's gross that Instagram let it stay up for as long as it did. Literally, women can't put a hint of areola online, of a nipple, or mm. you'll get a gu- community guidelines. Mm. We get shadow banned all the time for talking about menstruation and vaginas. Oh, Madonna's banned practically every week on Instagram. Yet this guy can put his massive, hairless, weirdly weasel-looking wang online. I didn't ask for that. Nobody asked for that. But a lot of thirsty women did enjoy it, I have to say. Did you enjoy it? Like, was it... No. For you... For you you're a fan of penises, like, I don't know. am I not the target demo? <laughs> I think you probably are, actually. Why did he do it? Why? Attention. Thank God we haven't given him many. M. <laughs> <laughs> Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. So often we cover like funny little news stories because that used to be my whole life on radio. Mm. But it's one just woman, been a lot this week. I know. One woman living her best life on holiday in Port Douglas has been mm. brought to my attention. She was kicked out of the Port Douglas. As we know, I recently did a stint in Port D. Yeah. And Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian did some time in Porty D. That's right. So it's a place to be at the moment. You did a brief kid-free stint in Porty D. I did a week of kid-free and then a week with mm. Kit. Mm-hmm. And it's a great time. And the reason I like Porty D is because unlike other areas of Queensland, it's totally unpretentious. It's a big country town still. It's bogan. You can leave shit unlocked. Like, it's really... The rule in Port ED is you can't build a building higher than a palm tree. That is in the codes. I know. Just to confirm, you have coined Port ED, right? It does sound like Portaloo to me, (laughs) but... Uh, we'll see if it catches on. Port Douglas, Port ED. So a lady was on holidays there and um, she was kicked out of the resort 
after screaming at a staff member. Now I read this, I'm like, oh, well, you, you can't be abusing staff. No. That's not okay. And then I watched the video. <laughs> Context is important. And I'm completely on her side. Have a listen. It's holidays! You're making a fucking scene! You're me! You are! She's a 45-year-old woman, as we heard, mm-hmm. on a holiday. Mm-hmm. She's trying to have some drinks. <laughs> God, you've backflipped. I just, she's just trying to live her best life. Mm. And I feel like she encapsulates how a lot of women around 40 and onwards are feeling at the moment, mm. especially this time of year when we're coming up to term three holidays. It's been the dead of winter. A lot's been going on and you're just trying to crawl to some sunnier days where you can send the children outside and lock the door. Mm. And she's just there and she's like, oh, if she had her thrown in, I'm a 45-year-old woman with four kids, then, like, honestly, she would have been, she would have the internet on side, totally. I just yeah. need to know that there were some children somewhere. I'm sure there is, hopefully, maybe mm. not. But I just, I understand. But my favourite part was, make me get out. <laughs> now, is there a more quintessentially Australian challenge? No. Then make me get out. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new What's This Then Slut. What's This Then Slut? Can't even dance. Well, what's this then slut? What's this then slut? Mm. And, I, and, and, I, <laughs> and I said to you, I just, I mean, we don't condone abusing people that don't get paid enough to do their job. Like, don't do that. But uh, remember, we're a complex, it's a complex situation. We can hold both things in our hearts. We can. We, like, don't I have sympathy people. for that staff member. I Absolutely. Do I do I also am really impressed that she wasn't cracking up. Totally. Because everyone around the pool was losing their mind. Uh, do we have any clarification on what she was doing in the pool that drew the staff member? Was it just drunk and disorderly? Yeah, yeah. Right, so okay. she was having drinks in the pool, being very rowdy. Hey, look at me. Yeah. She was being super duper rowdy. And the staff member went up and she, that's when she said, you know, yeah, you're making a fucking scene, not me. And mm. then in the footage, which we'll make sure that Marcella puts up, she's just on the hold. Come on, make me. Come get me. Come get me. And she's holding her drink up. And by the way, doesn't spill a drop. No. Doesn't spill a drop. But just walking walking into the middle of the pool, daring the staff member mm, to get in. Mm. Like, come on, come on, make me, make me, make me. And everybody's walking around. There's so many, there's so much footage of this. I would have filmed it as well. So sadly, she was uh, removed from the resort and her holiday cut short the next day. Oh. But I was trying to remember, you know, in good radio, you have to recall a story about yourself. Mm. And I said, yeah, I can't remember a time where I've been on holidays. Okay. And mum's gone wild. And you said, oh, don't you remember the time you came to Sydney? Now, we need to precursor this story with (laughs) (laughs) I had separated from Scott. Mm -hmm. It wasn't my week with the kids. Every time Scott had the kids, I really battled. Like I I felt this desperate loneliness of what the hell am I doing with my, like all my family are doing things without me. So I came up to Sydney when Michael was living there. I don't even remember. So what happened? You <laughs> genuinely don't remember. Yeah. I was staying in a really small apartment, like practically a studio apartment. The in, one in Surrey. 
Bronte. It was Bronte. Which one? Oh, my oh God, you really don't remember it. You were what? saying in that one. There was only really one bedroom in a cupboard and you were in the cupboard. I can't remember any of yes. this. And then I don't know why, but you were meeting up with some other Sydney friends. Um, and for some reason, I wasn't going out with you. Um, I feel like you would have had work or something on. must have been something yeah. like that. But I remember that, I remember intuitively, like, keep my phone on. We'll just see could what happens. Could you tell I was like this woman, I'm a 45-year-old woman on fucking holiday? Like, could you tell? You you were pretty together when you left the house. Like, <laughs> Was that the warning sign? <laughs> well, maybe, yeah. Like, there wasn't, it certainly wasn't. Anyway, and then, that, like, at 1am... I got a call from a very <laughs> altered Anne saying that she needed me to come and pick her up, but she could not specify where she was other than Bondi. What? <laughs> yeah. And as you know, like, it's big town. And I remember going, I remember going, okay, can can you look at, is there a street sign? And she's like, just need you to come pick me up. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I know I will. But can can we walk to a corner? Can we find the corner? And then eventually, eventually I got like a street name out of you and I drove there and I was like wandering up and down. It was like when you've lost a pet. I was really <laughs> going, M, M. And then you were sitting in the front courtyard of a terrace on your phone. I don't know who you were messaging. And oh I'm my like, God. Yeah. Whose house was it? I don't know. I don't think you knew. Did I just sit on someone's chair? I think so. I just think you just needed a seat and there was a step there and you just sat there. Oh, my God. And then I brought you back to my apartment block. Yeah. And then I was encouraging, but you were really you were really tired and exhausted. And That's kind was, of you. I mean, I was drunk. Drunk. There were about four flights of stairs to get up to my apartment and you decided that you were just happy to sleep on the pavement beside the car. Yes. And then you're like, I'm staying here. And I'm like, no, 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 come on. We're going to get up. We're going to walk. And the thing is, every other apartment's bedroom's backed onto the place where I was parked. Oh, and I was going, so come could... on. I was worried about it. I'm like, no, come on, God. By this stage, it's like 1.30 in the oh morning. Oh, my God. And I was just like, nah, I'll sleep on the concrete. I'm yeah, fine, mate. totally. Just chuck the blanket And down. also, when I say it wasn't like laying on your back, like you were, you'd lay on your stomach, head turned on concrete. <laughs> It Sometimes was... the cooling feel of, you know, like when you're really yeah. sick, the porcelain's nice like yeah. on your bathroom dials. Yeah. I was just getting that effect from yeah. the concrete. But you eventually, bike. there was negotiation that okay. happened and eventually I got you up wow. to the room. Yeah. Good skills. Yeah. Can I just say also, full credit to Adrian, didn't wake up this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Completely asleep, unfazed. And then I remember the next day. No, we can point out, I then called my parents. Yeah. And while on speakerphone, pointed out every single time I'd felt let down by then. Yeah. I think that's important to know. Yeah. We don't need to know the contents. No. And um, But that was 38-odd years of eldest daughter frustration. Can I also <laughs> just say that you made me call your parents because you couldn't work your phone? So I was like, oh, hi, Jenny and Vince. Sorry, sorry for the late call. And just have some feedback on your parenting. <laughs> I'll just pass you on now. My poor parents. And then you had to sit there and it wasn't a short phone call. I was also just really worried. I remember getting a big salad bowl because I'm thinking this is this guy's is going to blow at some point. And it didn't though. To be fair to you, you didn't get sick. That to my recollection. At least. I remember I'd forgotten all this except for the parenting feedback call. <laughs> I'm not surprised. It. Well, you would have been sobering up by then. Yeah, I was. And then that was like the next day. Weirdly, so then you disappeared into the cupboard, like thing that, where you were sleeping. And it really was tiny. Also, it was sweltering. This apartment it was in the middle of summer. And um, so the next day. Adrian all refreshed, like nothing's happened. I'm a bit tired. And I'm saying, look, I think we're just going to need to like let him sleep it off. You and I will go to bed. And I sent a little text saying, we're going to the beach. 
join us when short. And then sure enough, yeah, right. she struts on down to the beach, lays out the towel, sits there, just starts chatting about, I don't know what, the latest Beyonce album. Like nothing had happened. <laughs> it was wild. Wow. And I remember I didn't even question whether you remembered anything. I was just sort of like, okay, let's just roll with it. We're having a beach day now. Really? Yeah. Such a good friend. <laughs> so, yeah. I get I d- it. I've done it. But I, get, I understand the need to just cut sick and cut loose. And you, this. you were never abusive. I mean, I can't, I shouldn't speak for your parents. They might have a different story. <laughs> but you were just very firm in what you needed to have happen at that point. And if that was lying face down on asphalt, that's what you needed. Oh, well. <laughs> so I did briefly touch on the fact I have an Apple Watch. You did. You said I, it makes you a better person. It does. I'm not joking. I resisted this for so long. And then on a whim, I just was like, I was feeling really disorganised. I'm like, I need to get my life together. I need an Apple Watch, clearly. I just want to say this isn't sponsored content because I've already got 15 minutes of this before we even started the podcast. This is not sponsored content. I paid. Not sponcon. I just like, I'd already done a mask, I'd done my washing and I still wasn't feeling like an adult. So I'm like, you know what I need? I need a fucking watch. Okay. I need a watch. Now, I admit... <laughs> the three children hadn't got you there. No. Nah. But the Apple Watch will. I reckon this I is good. this on the web. What? No, Siri. Stop it. Shh. I... What did she find on the web? I don't know. Something about parenting. I do admit that in three weeks' time, this thing will probably be sitting uncharged on my wrist as an accessory. Mm-hmm. I, I, I fully accept that. But at the moment, it has been... I can tell you my heart rate. I can tell you... I can tell you my blood oxygen level. Like right now my heart rate is 87 BPM, right? Mm. And it's got little rings, little exercise rings and goals. And if you don't close the rings, you haven't reached your goal for that day. And I'm a very competitive person. So I've got to get a step ring, a run ring. Like I can't sit well, down. Well, how many steps are you looking for a day? I'm going to be doing like 50,000 steps. <laughs> no, wait a minute. I don't know what you mean by I'm going to be doing like 50. Listen, Siri, shut the fuck up. Um, so, yeah, I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like a few thousand? I don't know. I haven't worked it out yet. I just, I figured. Shut up, Siri! <laughs> cut to M drunk looking at an Apple Watch going, go make me cut. You're making a fucking scene! Not me! <laughs> <laughs> That'll be one way. <laughs> Anyway, you've got to go off to set. <laughs> off to Do set. I? Mm. Are you checking your phone? We're still I'm recording. I'm seeing what the time head. it is. I'm seeing what the time is. I'm kidding. Because I don't have an Apple Watch. So I'm not as good a person as you. Correct. One of us is vibrating at a higher level today and it's not the guy in the Flash T-shirt. Mm. What is that T-shirt? Like You're a professional. It. You're the executive producer of that TV show and the writer and creator. Mm-hmm. I just feel like we need to step the fashion up on set. Can we? I'm cloaked in so many coats because it's the middle of winter. You never get down to this layer. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I wear what you bought me. I know. Yeah, but, but then you... it falls apart and I wear this. I just think it gets to a point where you've got to stop dressing like Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> well, <laughs> look, regardless, I go on. <laughs> All right, you go after that uh, job. I'm going to. Hey, Siri. Oh, God. Yeah, what have I got on for today? I'm not sure I understand. Oh, okay, fuck you. <laughs> it's not working out as well as I thought. I've been bragging about you all day, bitch, and here you are. Oh, fuck. Okay, my heart rate's just gone up to 103. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you later. Bye. This is Emsolation. Okay, gang, don't forget to look at our socials. The videos are going off at the moment. They're beautiful. 
at Emsolation Podcast is the Instagram. Make sure you are following us, but also make sure you're checking in. Every Friday, every Thursday, deliberately press into our into our profile because the algorithms and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. And make, or press the bell on our profile and that way you'll get alerted every time Marcella puts something up. Very important that you check. She makes beautiful stories and videos. You know, when we talk about Brett Sutton, dancing a Bollywood dance. That video will be there. When we talk about Tommy Lee on the toilet, we, that video will be there. Pixelated though. I'm not enforcing that on you anymore. That that bald turkey is not going to be there. But the image will be there pixelated and your brain can do the rest. So please make an effort to go in and look at the actual Instagram account. Also the newsletter going out, check your inboxes. That goes out every mm, Thursday or Friday. I don't know. It's a surprise. And check your junk too if you're not getting it because Ben certainly puts out a beautiful accompaniment each week. And that's where you'll also find out about upcoming live shows, how you can watch my press conference. Not the press conference, OKM, calm down, my National Press Club address. All the important stuff goes in there. So please engage yourself in all aspects of the Emsolation community. If you're new here because you discovered me through Dr. Perry Mandanis, hello! What an introduction for you. <laughs> if you're like, oh, is this going to be like insightful ADHD stories each week? Fucking no. So sorry. But you'll see the you'll you'll definitely see an ADHD brain at work. You'll definitely definitely get that vibe if you haven't already. Uh, that's it. I'm off. The next time we speak. So me encouraging everything. I just want to know you're all there. Just ram it at me. Just in the universe. On all my socials. You can do it, Em. Come on, mate. You've got this. Just start doing it. I want to see you all. I want to feel the Emsolator's presence around this speech. Some of you can be gatekeeping online. If you're feeling like someone's saying something unfair, just go at them. If they're being fair, whatever, that's fine. But if it's unfair, oh, my God, I want to feel the wheel of sting. What? The, we- the, re- the ring of steel. What did I say? The wheel of sting. That's a whole different thing. Every step I take. Do you know every time we get in the car, Marcella and I, that song comes up off her phone. And I'm like, are you okay, mate? That song, uh, I'll be watching you. That comes up because her, because my car acknowledges her phone before mine. I can't blame the patriarchy there. And every single time, it's that song. I said, "Were you just listening to that last night? Were you, mate? You okay?" Oh my god, that's what we forgot to talk about. Shit. You know, I've been helping Marcella with her hinge. I've been answering date questions with unsuspecting young men. There are no rules in this house. I'm not like a regular mom, I'm a cool mom. Okay, mental note, must talk about that next week. Shit, that's what Michael and I forgot to talk about. Yeah, I'm sitting there with a glass of red, reading these little offerings from 22 year old carpenters from, I don't know, Ballarat. (laughs) Fuck, the bar's low, guys. I wanna write a song called The Bar Is Low because you know, we're going like, oh, he spelt your correctly. Ah, uh, we'll give him a chance. And I looked at her and I said, oh, and she said, the bar is low. Oh, the bar's fucking low, mate. But anyway, that's a story for another time. A mental note, talk about writing messages on Cella's dating profile, pretending to be her. She's next to me, by the way, cacking herself at my little offerings. I'm good at the bands. All right, have a great week. That was hectic, sorry. 
Bye. Emsolation with M. Rossiano is a Spotify exclusive podcast recorded at Down the Hill Studios, hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas, executive produced by Benjamin Wosley, produced by M. Rossiano, edited by Ezekiel Fenn at Entente Music, with videos by James Henderson, socials by Marcella Rossiano Barrow, with assistance from Jem Evans and Georgia Watts, plus a Occasional office shelf installs and flat pack wrangling from M's dad, Vincey. Get more Emsolation by following us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter. Join other Emsolators at the Emsolation Group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. And please take the time to share this podcast with a friend and make sure you're following us on the Spotify app by hitting the follow button. Thanks again for taking time out to listen to this week's episode and we look forward to chatting with you again soon.